0: Welcome to the Denim Hunters Podcast. My name is Thomas and I'm your host. Whether denim is your passion or your profession, or maybe both, this is the podcast for you. Denim Hunters is a blog-turned-consultancy platform. We direct denim business through insights, creativity, and action. If you have a denim business and you'd like to know more about how we can help you grow it, go to denimhunters.com forward slash work. This episode is part of a series where I dive into the Denim Hunters Content Archive and our denim encyclopedia to discuss some of the essential and most frequently debated topics of raw denim. Before we get to the FAQ of this episode and the main topic, I have a small favor to ask you. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcast. Send me a screenshot of your rating and your review and I'll share it on my Instagram story. And don't forget to subscribe to get notified when new episodes come out. Alright, so in this episode I am going to talk about the most common questions that I see and that people ask uh, when looking to buy raw denim jeans. And the goal of this episode is to help you make a more informed rod and purchase, really. And um, these questions are mostly asked when by people that are just starting out in this scene. Uh, but whether you're about to buy your first or your fiftieth pair, the answers should be relevant. So, um, and just to uh, clarify right here from the get-go, this episode is based on a blog post that I wrote together with Brian Sabo from the Indigo Invitational and of course I'm linking to that blog post in um, in the description here Um, so uh, so go you can go read it there as well if you prefer to read Um, right but um, but before we really get into the FAQ and before we get into uh, even the topic I have a retraction to make so In episode 10, where I talk about fits, several female listeners have made me aware, after it was published, that when I said the episode was only for guys, I was being both offensive and incorrect. And for that, I am truly sorry. I do not, by any means, intend to offend anyone with this podcast. That's not the objective here. But ignorance is no excuse and I realized that the first half of that episode where I talk about the components of a fit and the different fit categories, that part is just as relevant for women as it is for men. In the second half, I should have made it clear that what I'm sharing is my experience with men's fit and how to find jeans that fit for five different male body types that I've identified. The opinions expressed are my own, based on my experience from working in retail and guiding denim heads for more than a decade about buying jeans and finding jeans that fit, but they are not universal truths, because fit is something very personal. That said, the different fit categories I discuss are the same for both men's and women's jeans, and I should have made that clear. So the FAQ of this episode is about raw denim brands that make women's jeans. And this is a good question, and I was actually just asked this recently uh, the other day by a male listener of this podcast who wanted to buy a pair of raws for his girlfriend. So, um, and I actually asked um, a a good friend, uh, Amanda, um, Amanda Barnes from uh, 23 Ounce Indigo on Instagram. Um, And she shared a really good uh, resource on Reddit that has, uh, I guess, all the brands that make uh, raw denim jeans for women. Um, But some of the brands that I also found and that are on this list include Naked and Famous, Nudie, Imogene and Willie, Raleigh, Railcar, Benzak, Hewitt, Dawson, APC, Levi's, Doublewood, and then actually a bunch of the Japanese brands as well, Samurai, uh, PBJ, uh, they also make women's cuts. Um, Tellersen did one as well at one point. So there are quite a few brands that make this. So a good place to start is that resource on Reddit. um, And I will link to that as well, of course. So Now, let's get to the main topic of this episode. All right, so the main topic of this episode is frequently asked questions about buying raw denim jeans. And together with Brian Sabo from the Indigo Invitational for that blog post that this podcast is based on, we identified and we found seven questions that uh, he's seen quite a lot with the Indigo Invitational that I've also seen over the years with Denim Hunters. So the first one is... What raw denim should I buy? And it's a good question, but it's almost impossible to answer, I guess, because there are so many options and there's so many opinions about it. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, let me try to answer. So I think what raw denim you should buy depends on what you're looking for and what you want to achieve. So let's say that you want something that gets high contrasts then i would recommend you some denims there if you want something that doesn't get high contrast do some get something else do you want something that is comfortable uh, and soft easy to wear or are you actually looking for something that is going to be tough and stiff and you know uh, almost stand on its own or even stand on its own then it's something else you should look for um and also to some degree at least, it depends on where and how you're going to wear the jeans. So, I mean, my recommendation would also be different if if you, let's say you live in in the tropics, you know, you would most likely want something that is uh, at least uh, less hot to wear. So do you live in a place where it's really hot or do you live in a place where it's cold? You know, if you live in a hot place, you probably want to wear something that doesn't make you even hotter, I guess. Um, I just know that's how I would want it. Uh, if you live in a cold place, I live in a relatively cold place, I guess, here in Scandinavia. Um, you know, you can wear something that is uh, thicker, that is heavier, that is warmer to wear. Uh, but again, it's this is also very personal. So it uh, depends on what you really want. Um there's also the question of your style. So, are you going to wear? I mean, do you have a sort of more relaxed, casual style, or are you going to wear the jeans in more formal occasions? Uh, that I think also depends. Um, so, again, the question was, what raw denim should I buy? Um, and it really depends. I think the the best thing to do if you re, if you're starting out, if this is if you're going to buy your first pair here the best thing to do is to do a little research on different brands, on different fabrics, different fits, um, just and, and see how what they look like, you know, uh, especially look at how they fade. So you're probably looking, I mean, I'm just making an assumption, but if you want something that gets, uh, I'm doing air quotes now, good fades, look at how the denim, you know, if you find a denim you like, See if you can find something that is worn in. Um, likely, the brand that that is making it will will have some examples, uh, or, or the retailer where you're buying. Maybe you can even go into a store and see the you know a pair of that denim uh, worn in. So 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 do some research there and and figure out okay uh, what do you like, what are you looking for, um, and yeah, consider heaviness, consider sort of. Um, uh, the 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 style of it um so so that was uh me trying to answer that question uh what raw denim should i buy all right so the second question is what is the best raw denim brand and again i think this is the i mean it's it's impossible to really <laughs> give a, a clear answer because um there i do not believe that there you you can you know that there is one best brand this is not an objective matter if you ask me um so what is the you know the best brand for me in my opinion might not be the best brand for you um but there are several factors that i think influence what you might consider to be the best and i'm doing air quotes again so it could be Something that fits you well, you know, so, so something, a brand that makes great fits. Um, it could be the price point and the value for money that you get. So if you get a lot of value for, for your money, really, I mean, if, uh, and this comes, and then this, again, value for money is, is is you know, do they fit well, but have a, you know, reasonable price point. And there are two other Uh, factors that I've noted down Uh, and the third is so the third on this list is details and the fourth is country of origin and or production so if we talk about details first I mean this is also related to value for money so do you get some you know of the what's considered um, the best details you know the most sought after details like hidden rivets or the original way of doing um the bar tags do you get chain stitched hems and all of these details that we want in our jeans at a good price point so this is also related there and then country of origin the fourth factor is um is you know something that you just look for, and I've done this myself for, for several years, there's just something about, okay, it's made in Japan, it's made in the US, it's made in Europe, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better objectively than something that is made in, say, Turkey or China or anywhere else, really. Uh, jeans and other products, for that matter, made in any of other places than sort of the Western, uh, the first world countries, they can be equally good, Objectively speaking, but again, I said at the beginning, this is—I don't think that when we talk about the best rod and a brand, that this is something that is objective. It's very personal. So, uh, so that was the the four factors that I, that I think influence what you might consider to be the best. And I talked about fit, uh, the price and value for money, uh, the details, and the country of origin and/or production. Um, and again, what is the best rod and a brand? For me, it's not the best not necessarily the best raw denim brand. For you, um, but I mean, I could give some examples of. Uh, so for me personally, I've had several brands that, over the years that I thought were the best at certain different points in my sort of journey, raw denim journey. Uh, and uh, early on, I was really in love with Nudie Jeans, um, and and at sort of at the same time, also Levi's vintage clothing. And, and both brands still, you know, have a special place in my denim heart. Um, and, and later on, so that was like five, six years ago, I really got into Indigo Ferra jeans. Um, and I got to know the people. I wore their products almost exclusively. That was the only thing that I was wearing. Uh, and then lately for the past two years or so, it's been Ironheart. And if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen this for sure. Um, but but like I just said, just because I think that personally, these are the best brands for me, based on those factors, like with Ironheart for instance, I think they make excellent fits. I mean, for me, they fit me well. Um, Price point, you know, they are quite expensive. Um, so, so you know, you need to take that into consideration. You know, relatively speaking, or at least maybe it's incorrect to say that they're expensive. Or at least it's a lot of money for a pair of jeans. Most people would agree, I think. Um, and then, but but then there's also the details. And and take Indigo Farah, for instance. That was uh, I really loved the details uh, at the beginning, though I didn't like that they don't have changed its terms. I had to sort of learn to appreciate that, uh, and 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 you know, so um, and f- if we talk about Levi's vintage clothing, that was a big part of you know country of origin and even origin. I mean, they had to be from the U.S. Um, I would only get. LVC stuff that was made in the U.S. Uh, it played a big role in that it was made in, for instance, the Valencia Street factory, which closed down almost 20 years ago. So I have a few items from that and, and just the fact that they are made there make them, you know, more, I made me love them more, really, weirdly enough. Um, same sort of with, with also uh, things that are made in Japan. Uh, just because they're made there, I like them more and it, it's it's not rational, really. I mean, uh, of of course, there's a lot of it, and, and we will get into Japanese production uh, in question four, I think it is. Um, but but yeah, uh, objectively speaking, it doesn't have to be better. It's not so okay. Um, but just to summarize, yeah, uh, what is the best rod in a brand? I can't really tell you. You have to figure that out yourself. I can point you in a few directions, but you have to figure out yourself. All right, so we are at question three here. And the question is, how much should I spend? And I think the short answer to this is as much as you can comfortably afford. So for several years, I've been saying it's better to buy one good pair I was doing air quotes again. Good pair, uh, because good is personal. Um, so better buy one pair. Let's say that cost three hundred euros than three pairs that buy that cost one hundred euros. Um, that's my recommendation. So and and if you can comfortably afford one hundred and fifty euros, if that's your budget, that's how much you want to spend. You know then there are good options and 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 you shouldn't but again you shouldn't buy two pairs at 35 euros then you know so so you know better buy one good pair hold on to that for as long as possible wear it as much as you can um, and 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 really get to love it i mean the, the thing is if you don't wear the jeans you're never really going to love them i think um I mean, of course, there are collectibles that you can love, but if we talk about jeans that you're going to wear, you need to wear them. It's that simple. So, uh, and how do you find out, you know, what is then a good pair for you? Uh, again, you need to do some research. You need to try on as many jeans as you can. If you can, try them on. You know, uh, you need to go out. You need to measure, find the measurements of the jeans that you're looking at, Um and 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 measure those against compare those to, to a pair of jeans that you have that you you that fit you well, that you like the fit of. Um so yeah, do some research there. And once you've decided then and bought that pair, do not buy more jeans until you've worn them for at least a couple of months, I would say. Maybe you know, half a year, a year even. I mean, wear them. Um so because yeah. Like I just said, you need to wear them to find out what you really like. Um, but, I mean, the, like I said, the short answer to this question is, you know, how much you, should you spend on a pair of jeans uh, as much as you can comfortably afford, you know? So, set a budget from, you know, and, and try to stick to it. I mean, if that budget is 150 you know, don't be persuaded to go to 250 and and wear the jeans for a good amount of time. Before you buy another pair, you know, and I've been guilty of not following this advice several times, you know, buying jeans that I've only worn for maybe a couple of weeks, even maybe only a few months. And then it's like, ah, this wasn't really good. And then it feels, you know, that's a problem. Then it feels kind of wasted. Uh, of course, you can see it as an experience. And. And if you didn't spend too much money on them, let's say you got them at a sale or something, or you found them on, on Grail or eBay, whatever, you know, and you didn't spend too much money um, for you, you know, then it can be fine still. But but I've spent, you know, sometimes, especially when I was starting to figure out what uh, unsanforized this and how that's wor- working, and I'm going to talk about that in question five, you know, um, I was... You know, spending uh, buying LVC jeans and getting the size wrong, or that they would shrink too much um, after after I washed them, and and the, they didn't really fit me anymore, uh, even though maybe the size was right. So, so that's also where the research comes in, and and you need to really uh, really do some research before you buy. Uh, but I'm going to talk about sanforized, unsanforized, uh, in question five. <laughs> All right, so question four here is, what is the deal with Japanese denim? What's so special about it? And like I said earlier, this is, you know, yeah, it is uh, It is something that a lot of us denim heads, we like, you know, we just gravitate toward Japanese denim, Japanese-made jeans. Um, and honestly, sometimes it feels a little, you know, it's hard to explain why it is, because Um, because there's something, there's, there's just something about it that it, it, it's, it's sort of exotic, I guess, uh, in a way. Um, especially if you've, if you're new to it, you know, uh, and, and I do understand the question, why, why Japanese? You know, I thought, you know, that, that's some, that's a question I had at the beginning myself, uh, and, and that I've gotten over the years as well. You know, I mean, didn't jeans come from the, The United States didn't denim originate in in Europe originally. It's true. And then... Jeans moved to Japan, you know, following World War II. So that's really when they were introduced to jeans, with GIs wearing them, um, and and you know buying them. The Japanese would buy uh, worn jeans at the black market and uh, buying them directly from uh, American soldiers. You know, then later in the '60s, jeans were made available, and the, the first original, the first local Japanese brands were, were starting to make jeans. Um, And and I mean, ever since they've been just they've been in love with denim, and they've been perfecting it, uh, and even you know making it better than the original. So the deal with Japanese denim and Japanese-made jeans, as well, I think, is the level of attention to detail that is unmatched, matched by anyone anywhere in the world. Um, I mean, there are some countries I think that are, of course, catching up. Uh, you see, especially in Southeast Asia, uh, a lot of brands uh, doing really, really good stuff as well. But I think the Japanese still sort of sit on that throne of, you know, the best of the best you can get, um, especially in terms of making sort of reproductions and making uh, the, again, air quotes, authentic, original denim and jean styles um and that's because they really love and appreciate denim's history and heritage, I think. So it all started, I mean, if without going too much into detail, I guess, but it started really when Levi stopped making selvage denim. That's, I think, the you know point of no return for Japanese denim because suddenly sort of the supply of the original jeans that they would wear and, and love was drying out and they figure out they retooled some of their old um weaving machines uh and and started making their own denim um of course they were already making i mean and i'm talking about selvedge denim now and then i maybe should have clarified that's really what we're talking about we're talking about japanese selvedge denim um because of course there's also japanese white loom denim you know uh conventional denim that is not selvedge um and they were making that before they were making selvedge denim as well. So, um, and I guess there's also, I mean, with with Japan, they've also been using indigo dye long before they had denim. So they did have that tradition of, of you know, indigo. Of course, it's it, it was dyed by hand, uh, and it was natural indigo for many years, um, and you can still get that. But, I mean, the, I think the vast majority of... Japanese denim, Japanese selvage denim that we buy and wear. It's not uh, dyed by hand. It's not natural indigo, um, but it's just you know. There's just something about it. Still, uh, attention to detail. They really, yeah. I, I think that's 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 the key, uh, and then then the love and appreciation for denim's heritage. But it's something. I mean, apart from that, again, and, and going back to what is the best. Uh, in question, the second question here in this episode. I mean, it's hard to say that it's technically, objectively better because what is that? You know, does it last longer? Well, I don't, I mean, no. I think I I would, I would argue no. Uh, and that's just generally speaking. Does Japanese denim last longer? No. Um, so what is it then? Does it fade better? Well, in many cases, cases but what is a good fade that's also i think (laughs) that's not really objective is it it's something that we've learned to love so they make denim that is more like denim used to be maybe so they've are really good at you know reproducing and they've perfected that like i said and, and in some cases even Made it better than the original. So that's part of it. But yeah, it's a tough question uh, and hopefully this answer gives you Something of value If not, I'm sorry to have wasted your time on this one, but uh, yeah, let's move on to the next question All right, so question five here like I also alluded earlier is about sanforized versus unsanforized denim. So really, what is the difference? What is it even? Uh, And especially when we're talking about buying jeans, what should you look out for? What should you pay attention to? So first of all, what is it? Sanforized denim is denim that, before it is sewn into a pair of jeans, has been pre-shrunk. And this is something I explain in quite um, in-depth detail, On in the denim encyclopedia on denim hunters, so you can go read more about it there. Uh, There's some pictures as well, and there's several other places that explain this in in, you know in in a very good way. But my own uh, encyclopedia there has a pretty good explanation, I think. Uh, At least I tried. (laughs) So so you can go read that, and I will put that in the show notes as well, of course. And then we have unsanforized denim, and this is denim that has not been through the sanforization process so this is sometimes actually confused with i think loom state uh, and it's true that for a denim to be loom state it has to be unsanfurized. but an unsanfurized denim is not necessarily loom state i mean sanforization is just one fabric finishing process um, a denim can go through the other processes like cinching for instance where you burn off the excess fibers that sit uh, on the surfaces of the of the fabric and um, and still be you know it's, it's not loom state then because there's a finish but it if it's not been sanforized it's unsanforized so hopefully that's clear what's really important here is that you know sanforized denim doesn't shrink that much only a little bit whereas unsanforized Denim usually shrinks quite a lot. And again, I'm saying a bit and quite a lot because it can also vary. There's no, it's not like unsanforized denim does not ever shrink. That is incorrect. It will shrink a little bit, but it, you know, depends uh, really. Uh, but, but in general, it's like, you know, like any other cotton garment, uh, it shrinks a few percentages. So it, it's it's barely noticeable, you know. Whereas unsanforized denim, it can shrink up to 10%, maybe even more, you know. But you've also seen that, I mean, I've tried personally unsanforized, or at least jeans that were labeled unsanforized, that only, you know, they, they didn't shrink that much, even after several washes. So I think it it, it, it varies, uh, and and it, it gets into sort of the various, you know, specific details of how the jeans were made. But if we have to be general, sanforized denim doesn't shrink that much. Unsanforized denim shrinks, you know, quite a bit. So you need to think about that when you're buying the jeans. You need to be aware of this. You need to talk to the retailer, the brand that you're buying the jeans from, you know, make sure and ask them, you know, how much does this actually shrink, this unsanforized denim? I mean, uh, have you, you know, Ask them if they tried it themselves or talk to someone you can you know talk to someone who 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 has. Uh, you can find people on Instagram maybe if they've won a pair of jeans that you're looking at that were unsanforized. Did they shrink? You know, how much? How did you wash them? How what did you do? Um so so yeah, do some research there as well. Um and, and but then also, you know, you can also have unsanforized denim that is then one washed. So you will have denim that is not shrunk in the fabric state, but then is it's washed after it's been sewn into a pair of jeans. So like Merv from Okayama Denim said on uh, when he was on the podcast, raw denim can be sanforized. One-wash jeans can be unsanforized. So it's just to also to make it clear that even if the denim was unsanforized before it was sewn into a pair of jeans, you know, some brands, they will wash it for you, so you don't have to really worry about it. So, so you know, to make note of that. I mean, it's pretty clear, you know, it should be stated somewhere in the description. Uh, the sales clerk should tell you, I mean, and, and if you can see the jeans, you can basically, you can see it, that it's been washed. It, it looks different. There's puckering going on. And that's the beauty of unsanforized denim, the character, I think, because especially, I mean, if you, if you take unsanforized denim and then you wash it, and you see this, like I just said, clearly on one washed, on Zen jeans. They will, there will be this, you know, puckering going on along the seams. You will start seeing roping effect if the uh, hems are chain stitched. Um, and, and you will start to see all these lovely things, you know, the, all the, and I think this is what, what I, you know, a lot of us denim heads will call character. Um, so, so, so that's, um, and sort of, I think the aesthetic, Difference, you know, you don't get this in the same way with sanforized denim because it doesn't shrink that much, and and, and you you don't get the same amount of puckering. Uh, so so um, that was uh, yeah, sort of, I guess, uh, one answer at least to the question about what is uh, sanforized versus unsanforized denim. All right, so we are at question number six now. And this question is, what is the best fit? Right, and um, like I said in the very beginning, uh, I've dedicated a full episode to men's fits uh, and helping you find, uh, you know, men's fit that fit well on male body types. So go listen to that uh, after you've listened to this one. But, um, you know, to summarize, I guess... um, you know, you need to you, you look at the following parameters that determine what kind of fit will be the best choice for you. And first of all, you, you, you know, first of all, there's the shape of your body you need to consider. Um, secondly, I think you should consider what you will do wearing the jeans. I mean, are you going to do heavy work? Are you going to be sitting at a desk like I do? um you know that also depends um thirdly you i think you should consider the footwear that you mostly will be wearing i mean if you're wearing uh low top sneakers it's different than if you're wearing um engineer boots for instance i mean you can't wear (laughs) just as an example you can't wear really uh skinny fit jeans with engineer boots i mean you can but it in my opinion, it looks ridiculous. So, so, uh, and well, and then fourthly, there's your style. So, um, I mean, and we're talking about, yeah, talking about finding the best fit. Um, do you have sort of a contemporary modern style, like a uh, minimalistic? Uh, do you have like a more streetwear style? Uh, is it more classic? Um, is it more like cowboy style? I mean, there's different styles of of clothes, I mean different uh, ways of dressing. I guess so. So so that influences as well. What is the best fit for you? Um, and and yeah. Um, but I think most importantly of these is the shape of your body. Uh, and I, again, without going into too much detail, because I have a full episode dedicated to this. But the shape of your body. I mean, I don't think all guys, like they've been doing for some years, and, and you know, uh, I'm happy to see that it's not really trending that much anymore. But for, for several years, it's been, you know, that the only thing you could wear was skinny fits. Also for men. Uh, I mean, especially for women, it was like, like that for a long time. Uh, luckily, we're seeing more, like, straight, loose cuts now for both men and women. But yeah, uh, so you need to find something that works well for your body. Um, Just don't go with the default of... And the default has been skinny fits for for the past years. Um, And and I would never recommend that. Uh, So that was, uh, yeah, I guess my answer to what is the best fit. And in short, there's no, you know, one, there's not one universal answer. You need to take... uh, Four parameters into consideration. That's my recommendation. All right. That brings us to the seventh and last question that I'm going to talk about in this episode. And that is uh, related to the one that I just talked about, uh, but it's not the same. So question seven here is, what size should I get? Um, and and that, you know, it, uh, again, depends <laughs> on, on some different things. Uh, but I think... Most importantly is that you should not just assume that you are the same size in all fits and all brands. Uh, That is, I think, the most common um, mis you know common mistake that people make is that oh, I wear a size thirty three in this brand. I should also just get a size thirty three in that brand or that fit even within the same brand, Uh, because there are a lot of things that varies. So. First of all, if we're talking just within the same brand, the fit can vary. Vary. If you have something that is uh, that is very high waist, you might need a different size than something that is low waist, for instance. If you you know cross brand, so if you take something that is made more like true to size, which uh, a lot of Japanese brands are, for instance, it's most likely you know you most likely need a different size. Than what you get in most European brands and American brands, for instance. Um, so really, what you need to do here is, and I said this earlier as well when talking about another question, you need to try on, if you if you can, um, to try on the jeans, or if you, if that's not an option, again. Uh, measure a pair of jeans that you own following the measurement guide that the brand or retailer provides and then compare the measurements of the jeans you have to the different sizes of the specific jeans that you're looking at that is really sort of uh, the virtual way of trying jeans i guess is is to measure and compare so uh so yeah that was just do not focus on only the tag size of the jeans Um, and then again as i also talked a bit about when uh, with sanforized versus unsanforized you know you need to consider what is you know what is the denim is it sanforized is it unsanforized is it one wash how much will they shrink this of course influences you know how w- what size you should get uh, and again like i said earlier you know you need to consult the the brand of the retailer the brand of the retailer if if you know how much does it actually shrink um, but you know with that said, you know, what I would recommend um, is that you, you know, in terms of getting a size and, you know, not focusing on tag size, but once we get past that, you know, generally you want the waist to be sort of snug, you know. it's not; I, You don't want it to be crazy tight. You know, you want to be able to button up the top button um, and it, it can be a little snug, that's fine, because... You know, it's it's gonna stretch out a little bit, uh, and again, there's variation here. Some denim stretches a lot. Some denim stretches almost not at all. Um, if you take, for instance, Ironheart's 21 ounce denim, it stretches quite a lot. I mean, I have a pair uh, that are that are tagged size 32, and after wearing them for only a couple months, they had stretched out to be the same. You know, physical size as a tagged, as a new unworn pair of tagged 33, um, and this is probably a bit of the extreme in in how much a denim can stretch, but it 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 happens, you know, uh, and and then other denims doesn't they won't stretch as much much, um, and again, you know, then they will shrink back uh, at least to some degree. Uh, once you wash them, but then they will just stretch out again. Uh, so, again, research, talking to the brand and or the retailer that you're buying from um, is, is a way to find out what size you should get. Um, on the other hand, if you have raw, uncentralized jeans, so they haven't been shrunken down yet, you need to allow for some shrinkage. Uh, And like I said earlier, this varies. You know, some unsanforized denim's they shrink a lot, Um, and you know you especially notice it in the length. Uh, This uh, uh, you know the waist can stretch out, and um, but the length you know you don't stretch that out. Uh, So so you need to take that into consideration, especially if you're getting the jeans hemmed. If you have raw unsanforized jeans you getting them hemmed you know you need to take into consideration how much they actually shrink uh, and maybe you want to actually uh, do uh, uh, the first soak or even the first machine wash before you have them hemmed um yeah so so um so that was sort of the, i guess the answer to what size you should get i mean uh, do not focus on tag size uh, you know, find out if the denim is unsanforized. If it's and if it is, is it one washed or is it sanforized denim? And uh, and yeah, uh, try on and uh, or measure if you cannot try on all right so uh, that actually brings us to the end of this episode and um yeah i hope you enjoyed it i hope you find found it uh, relevant and useful uh if not you know let me know uh send in a, uh, comments questions uh, feedback anything um it's of course i i have arms all open here uh I want to make this as good as I can. Um, And uh, and yeah, your uh, opinion matters a lot to me. So let me know if there's anything. You've made it to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a future episode. And if you want more content about denim, go to denimhunters.com.